Hey everyone, it's me, your host, Carissa Wu. Welcome back to Get A Heck Yes. I have a very special guest today. She is truly the queen of color. I thought I was a queen of color, but nope, she is. Holly Gray is here with us, and she is the CEO of Anything But Gray Events and a second generation wedding planner in LA. Her focus is on colorful wedding planning and design for the joyous creative. With a mindset of community and a drive to create a more inclusive and welcoming wedding industry, Holly sits as a director of PR and marketing for WIPA SoCal, and I joined because of her. And her weddings are truly fabulous. Think Tower of Terror theme wedding, medieval, dinosaurs. It's it's crazy. You have to check her out. But welcome, Holly. Oh, my goodness, Carissa. Thank you. That was uh, That was an amazing welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you today chatting. Yeah, and I love your wall. I always <laughs> love your wall when you do the IG live. So, how did you make it? Um, well, it's so funny if you're if you're not watching this, if you're listening to this on the podcast, she's referring to the wall that's behind me that is like Technicolor. And funny enough, I've had this wall painted like this for probably I don't know seven seven years now, six years, seven years. Oh. But it wasn't until the pandemic that everybody saw it because suddenly we were on Zoom and Instagram Live, and we kind of changed how we communicated with clients. So I've enjoyed it for a long time, but people think it's new. It's not new. <laughs> yeah. So did did someone do it for you, or you did it yourself? No, I did it myself. I painted it myself. I I really think that your um, atmosphere should reflect who you are. I'm really big on branding and, and living your brand. And so for me, when I walk into my office, I really wanted to reflect what I love and what my clients love and just make me happy. So that that painting was a, a Friday night with a bottle of wine and a paintbrush. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So I, I kind of listened to all your promo video, which is amazing, but was your mom a wedding planner? My mom was a wedding planner for a really long time. And I think that was a big inspiration for me, but it also um, showed me how hard the industry was. Oh, interesting. <laughs> my, you know, my mom was much more of a traditional wedding planner. I did a lot of like church weddings uh, in the area that we grew up in Los Angeles. And a lot of them were very, you know, uh, straightforward, big, fluffy white weddings, all the things that I just really didn't like. <laughs> and uh -huh. so um, one of the biggest inspirations for me growing up, though, was uh in our local area, uh, there was a big Nigerian population within um, our the church community, especially that mm. she worked out of. And I loved the Nigerian weddings because oh, uh -huh. they were extremely colorful. Um, the The wardrobes were unbelievably beautiful, big headpieces, um, happy music, lots of dancing and celebration and food everywhere. They just really broke the mold for me. So growing up helping her, those are the ones that really stood out to me. And I think that's where I drew my, my biggest inspiration for my business in being very untraditional and, and doing things my own way for certain clients that want to do things their own way. Wow. So were the Nigerian weddings, was it in LA? Yeah. I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, in the, in the church that I grew up in, although I'm not super religious now by any means there was a very large Nigerian population and so uh, getting to learn about that culture and, and celebrating it and seeing how the weddings were very different from the ones that I had known or had experienced in my own family life was really uh, a cultural awakening and eye-opening. Wow so what age were you when you started like shadowing your mom with wedding? I don't know if shadowing is the right word it was uh -huh. more like when your mother tells you to do something you do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it had to be, I don't know, 12, 13, something like that. 
um, in my early teens. Oh, wow. Figuring out what I wanted to do with my life and what I enjoyed. And most of my family had always been in hospitality or events in some form. And so, you know, for me, it was like seeing what I liked, what I didn't like, what I wanted to make my own. Uh huh. I went to school to be a stage manager. So I was a stage mm. manager for live theater and a little bit of television. And although I loved that industry and I, I still have my hand at it in so many ways. Uh huh. Uh huh. As a woman in that industry, I felt like I was very limited. Uh, mm. I was hitting these roadblocks of, I wanted to do things, but I wasn't necessarily seeing women do them in that industry. Mm. And we're talking about a long time ago now. Things have definitely improved and changed for the better. But being your own business owner um, and certainly being in the wedding industry, as you know, there are a ton of powerhouse women. Like mm. we run this industry, essentially. Yeah, we do. Um, and it feels very empowering going from a place where I felt like as a woman, I was never going to get to where I wanted to be. Mm. And I'm a goal setter. I'm a goal achiever. I'm an overachiever. Yeah. And now in this industry, um, I really just love that, you know, most of the vendors that I work with are also women. It's very wow. empowering. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So walk me through being becoming a stage manager and like how long you were in the industry and then- how did you pivot or what was like the turning point that you got into weddings? Uh, that's, that's such a big question. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I was, I did a lot of performing um, in my younger years in the uh, live theater and improv comedy communities. Oh. So, you know, I was on stage a lot. I was behind the scenes a lot. I was stage managing a lot. So I really saw things as a production and really mm. out of the house and the back of the house. And that's very much how I run weddings now. It's everything to me is a production. Mm. Really, that's what it comes down to. Um, but as much as I loved being on stage and performing myself, I really love seeing all the pieces come together. Uh, you know, when you start out in a production, you know, you, you have a, a table read to begin with, you're reading the script over, then you start with the design. What is the stage going to look like? You know, you talk to producers and directors and there's so many moving parts to it. Uh, all the tech crew that handles lighting and starting from nothing and then opening night when the curtains open and you have a full audience yes. and cast and there's a performance and you knock their socks off. Like that's the feeling I wanted to replicate in my business and in weddings every single time because going from zero to everything, that feeling cannot, it cannot be captured in any words, honestly. Oh, I love that. And I've been, you know, doing my research all day and yesterday about you. And I feel like it, it is a production. Like I saw, like, you know, the bride on your front cover of the homepage, like wearing like a pink wig. Yeah. And then like, there was like a d dinosaur in one of your videos. And you did like a like Tower of Terror theme wedding. Um, and I said, saw like a medieval theme wedding and your backdrops are just like, I out of this world. And I did feel like it was a production. And I was like, there's no other planner, but you doing this. Well, I really you. felt like that. Thank you. That yeah, you're very different. Um, I come from a theater background too. I was in like, um, what was I in? little uh <laughs> I'm blanking out like King and I 
And um, yeah, <laughs> just Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dream Co. Oh, like, yeah. I was a total theater kid. So I feel like us, like, theater geeks are kind of like excelling in the wedding industry because we're like, yay, <laughs> look at me, look at me. <laughs> Truly. And, and I think we can pivot. We've learned that you really can pivot. I know that was a word for 2020, but when yeah. we're talking about theater, like, we've all been in those moments um, right before curtain opens where something goes wrong and you're able to, uh, you know, change your strategy about how to make it work on the fly. And we do that in the wedding industry all the time. Yes, totally. I think I've heard about you probably when I was in Rising Tide, like Tuesday Together. So I feel like it's been a while, like four years. But I feel like once I heard your name, anything but gray, that was a cool name, catchy name. And then I looked at your Instagram and I was like blown away. So I've been following you. But did you like come up with that brand like, right off the bat like what was this like this genius holly gray like like take me to that person like was it just like boom big it's here production or like did you like yeah take me take me back a little bit did you struggle at all yeah your journey (laughs) sure well i mean we've been in business now this will be our 10th year and i would love to say that i've always um showcased who I am uh, fully in my business, but no. I think when I started my business, like a lot of us who start a business from scratch, we try to please everyone. Mm. And I think if I'm, if anyone out there is listening that is, you know, newly in the wedding industry, just starting your business, no matter what field you're in within the industry, I would say, find your niche, find Mm. what you're really good at find what makes your heart sing because this is a very hard industry. And if you're trying to please everyone, you're pleasing no one. Mm. So when I first started, you know, I really was taking on um, any client that I could find. I think we've Mm -hmm. all done that. We're just like, Mm -hmm. we're just trying to build our, um, our portfolios and, and have weddings and learn and grow. But about seven years ago, I kept having this feeling of like, I'm not doing what I love. You know, yes, I'm producing great weddings and some of the couples are really great, but I feel like I'm, I'm dumbing down who I am in order mm. to please everybody. Mm. And I just was done with it because it felt like I was playing a role. And again, being from the theater world, that makes sense. But I didn't want that. I wanted clients to really resonate with um, who I was as a person, what I was offering, uh, designs that were different from a lot of the the blush traditional weddings we were mm. seeing for a long time in our industry. Mm-hmm. Well, not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with with liking what you like. But for me, it was I saw a, a need that needed to be filled, mm. and I kept, you know, I threw away every piece of black clothing that I had. Oh about, my god! I don't know, eight years ago, because I was like, I don't like this. It doesn't make me happy. So why am I? Why am I doing something that makes me so miserable? So, yeah, that's that's when I took the dive. Did the name change? My name is Holly Gray, so that's that was kind of a given. People ask me all the time, "Is that your real name?" I'm like, "Yes, that is." I know. I did my research too. I was like, "Is that really your last name?" Really, my name, my born and raised name. And so, yeah, it's just I feel like there's been such a rebirth in my business with me just being who I am. And you either love me or you hate me. Like, Mm. and I am so fine with either of those decisions that you make for yourself. So it makes it very easy for clients to look at my website and go, yes, I love what she has Mm. to offer. She's the only one I can hire or hell to the no, like Mm. too much color, too much out there, too much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, I believe there, there really can never be too much. So if you don't 
subscribe to that, then I'm probably not your wedding planner. <laughs> oh, I love that. I know me and you, I met you at the WIPA event and I think me and you were like best dressed. Oh yeah. And um, I asked you, I said, what does your closet look like? And you're like, I think it kind of looks like a clown's closet when I was yes. like, well, definitely expensive taste clown. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's all, it's all over the place, all over the place. My closet. <laughs> yeah. I knew like when I woke up this morning, I knew I was interviewing you and I was like, I have to put on a colorful outfit. I love it. What was the best advice you've gotten from your mother? Um, oh gosh. Number one, you never run at a wedding. Mm. <laughs> um, you never run at any event because not only I say to people like, I don't run unless there's a killer behind me or an ice cream truck in front of me in general in life. Like you're uh-huh. not going to be running like for fun. Ah! But um, there's something to be said with, with really keeping the atmosphere positive, oh. whether it's, um, you know, I never talk about the weather at an event. It could be a hundred and freaking you know, oh. five degrees. I'm not talking about it because then that's putting the idea that it's hot into the guest's head. Wow. I never run because running in people's minds when they see it, something bad is happening. Whether or not something bad is actually happening or not, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we as the vendor team, we are looked at to be kind of the the guide for how an event is going. So if we Mm. look calm, cool, collected, happy, positive, um, moving forward – then that's what's going to be projected onto the guests and the event itself. Like I hate mm. seeing vendors that look, you know, tired or mad or unhappy mm. because I mean, guests notice it. They really yeah. do. So she, my mother very much taught me to, um, you know, you turn on that smile, you turn on that charm and, mm. you know, you work through hard situations because you will wow. learn a lot from the harder situation. You will learn more from the harder situations than you are the, the easy situations for sure. Wow, I'm really gonna take that away from me, uh, from you, for the rest of my life. Like that was really empowering to me. Even though I feel like I'm a positive person, I could get kind of negative sometimes. So thank you for saying that. And even before this episode, you're like, I keep everything really positive. I was like, thank you for saying that. <laughs> and that doesn't mean I don't go home and complain to my <laughs> or you know have a glass of wine and grumble, grumble, grumble. But um, I think the world is a hard enough and a sad enough and a mean enough place that if you can put positive vibes out there, you really should. We need it. Uh, I love that. It rained. Yeah. I mean, you, you told me happy anniversary. It was yesterday, but um, seven years. So it rained like cats and dogs uh-huh. on my wedding day. So I wanted three things for my, my wedding. I wanted not to have a pimple on my nose because I get pimples on my nose when I start my period. <laughs> I get um, not to be sick and yeah. for good weather. Yeah. So I got two out of three. That's not bad. And yeah, I was freaking out, you know, on weather.com the whole freaking week. But up in mm-hmm. that day, I was like, F it. I'm going to have the time of my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's unfortunately, I mean, I've had clients ask me point blank, like, what can I do about the rain? Meaning what can I, Holly, do about the rain? I'm like, there is nothing I can do about the rain. <laughs> totally. Um, and I think rain is a good luck on your wedding. Yeah, totally. I think so. Look at it that way. It's good luck. Better to be a little wet than sweaty. Yes. And you know, LA, it always like clears up eventually. (laughs) Okay. So one more question before we get into our hot topic, but how do you get a heck yes from your dream client? Oh, I think you get a heck yes from your dream client by being the best version of yourself. Mm. I think you as a person will 
reflect what you want back if you are giving out the best. And again, if you're trying to be something you're not or um, saying what you think they want to hear, it's not going to get you that hot gas from the client. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Being your authentic self, again, for for good or bad, whatever that means, people feel that. Clients feel that. And those are the times that you get clients that on your consultation, however you do it, whether it's via Zoom or in person, phone, that's when you get that moment where somebody leans in and go, goes like, give me a contract now. Mm. Yes. Be yourself. Wow. That's awesome. I lied. One more question before hot topic. <laughs> You're such a liar. <laughs> I know. I lied. What's your biggest accomplishment in business? Oh my gosh. Um, my biggest accomplishment in business is I'm the most proud, honestly, that I am not only able to pay my own bills and save money, but I'm able to help other women um, in this industry live out their dreams mm. and, and leave maybe bad relationships um, or bad jobs or just feel like they have, they're empowered to do so by mm. the fact that my business can help other women succeed too. Mm. Can you explain a little bit more? Well, I think... Um, you know, we've all been in, um, like me personally, I'll just say like, I'm divorced. I think that was a big challenge being mm-hmm. a divorced person in the wedding industry. Mm-hmm. But I remember during that time thinking like, I am able to get through this because mm. I have a community and a, a network of people that I can rely on. And now I want to do that for other people. Mm. And so when I see somebody in our industry, especially women in business that are struggling, whether they're staying in a bad relationship because they think they can't make enough money Mm -hmm. in their own businesses to break away, or um, they're still in that nine to five job that is killing their soul because they're afraid to take that next leap in order to, you know, really go full time with their business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Me doing what I do is able to help them get to their point of, of success too. And we're all able to help each other. There's, there's really power in being able to elevate um, other people by doing what you're doing anyway. Oh, that's so interesting that you, I'm glad I asked that question to like dig deeper because it was interesting because me and you started the conversation through the DM. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know what you said, but I felt like you knew that I needed something. And you asked me some question like about my coaching program yeah. and you felt like like I needed something and I, I would told you what I was struggling with and you told me to come to the WIPA event. And that second, I signed up to be on uh, a member of WIPA and I met you like the day after and you were so kind and introduced me to all your friends. Um and yeah, it was just like a shift. And I just felt that like, and you did that straight through the DM. <laughs> well, I, I am so glad to hear that that message helped. And I, I think I truly think like you never know what kind of day somebody's having. So again, if you can share a little bit of positivity or cheerlead somebody else, um, women especially need to take care of each other. Oh, I love that. The rest of the world will knock us down every single day. We got to uh, we gotta lift each other up. So uh, I'm so glad you signed up for WIPA. I'm so glad you became a member. I, um, yeah, just that interaction made me like you even more. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay, so I guess tell us what your hot topic today is and why you chose it. Oh, my hot topic today, when you ask me something that kind of makes me 
uh, feel sparkly inside, whether okay. it's a good thing or a yeah. bad thing, uh -huh. it's, uh, it's vendor matchmaking and the Ooh. process in which like a wedding planner, or at least I, the way I match my clients to their vendors, oh. the process that I take, and it's not just a fill in the blank situation. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I love that topic. Okay. I never had this topic um, on my podcast, so I'm super excited. So vendor matchmaking, you're talking about like, um, since you're the planner and you have your clients, you're mm -hmm. matchmaking their photographer, florist, DJ to them uh, specific to their needs, correct? Correct. Okay. Take us away with tip number one. <laughs> okay. So I think in general, um, it's not a plug and play. And as a vendor in whatever category, I encourage people, my number one tip is be open about who you are. Be open about where you come from, things that you like. Do you have dogs? Do you have cats? Uh, you know, what do you like to do for fun? The more open you are, the more honest you are and real, the better chance that I have as a planner to know who you are and go, oh my goodness, I have clients that also have to be Jean Frise's, just like you. They talk about it all the time. You know, I think that your style and what they're looking for, along with the fact that as people, you'll get along really well. I think that would be a great match. Oh. I think so much of the time we forget that we're all people. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> that we're not just um, a special skill and a talent. For you, you're an incredible photographer. But I want to know more about vendors because when I know them more, mm. then I can really pair them well with clients, not only on a professional level, but on a personal level. Because as you know, it's a really long day. Mm -hmm. you're, you as a photographer, you're in the couple's face, faces for way longer periods of time than I am. Mm -hmm. you know, if they don't like you as a person, uh, it's not going to jive really well. So as a vendor, be open and honest with planners. Like get... Get out of your own way. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't just tell me about the camera that you like to use mm. or your style. Tell me about who you are as a human. Mm. So do you think they should do this through like their social media, through their website, through their copy, talk about it, share about it through you, have coffee with you? Amen to all those things. Um, you know, right now, I think in the world, uh, you have to balance the idea of cold emails. And what I mean by cold emails is, we all get them, you know, mm -hmm. someone who you've never met, never had an interaction with sends you an email and basically says to me as a planner, like, I want to be on your preferred vendor list. Mm -hmm. I can tell you, this is probably going to sound horrible. 99% of the time I will delete that email right away. Wow. And I do it because there's there, you've told me nothing. Mm -hmm. You told me nothing other than, Hey, Holly, get me work. <laughs> you demanded me to do something without having any idea who you are as a person, um, maybe why my clients would be interested in you, what you have to offer. So please, like, do some research. It's not hard nowadays to, yeah. you know, like you said, look on somebody's website, look at their social media presence, look at their portfolio of weddings they've done. You know, if you're seeing something that maybe you can add to them with that has value, Mm -hmm, for either mm -hmm. them as a planner or their clients, start with that. Start with being a human <laughs> first. Yeah. I just got this email right now about um, or before this conversation and she wanted to be on my podcast, but at least mm -hmm. she was nice enough to say like that she listened to my podcast and yeah. she was very specific about the episode that she enjoyed. Uh -huh. So she could have just went on my podcast and just looked at the show notes, but... <laughs> 
yeah. at least she did something. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, I, I, I like that. It just feels yeah. good. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't take too much to do your research nowadays. And so if you're not doing any research and you're just cold calling, cold emailing vendor, cold DMing vendors asking for work, uh, it's not going to start a relationship. And this industry is 100% about relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I love that. I love that. Okay, uh, so number one, open about who you are. number one and number two together, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah, so- my number one is like be open and honest. Show who you are. Tell okay. who you are. Um, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Okay, okay. Uh, number two is do your research. Don't just, you know, start cold emailing people. Go to the networking events. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, so much of the time I will put on my Instagram, like, hey, I'm going to be at this event tomorrow. And half mm-hmm. of it is because I would really like to meet some vendors in person, maybe that are new to me. So if you're seeing that from planners that you really want to work with, maybe show up to that thing. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe be the person that shows up. There's so much power in being the person that actually follows through with what they said they were going to do. Yeah, I was getting a little FOMO when I was watching the Instagrams for the Indigo, you know, the last whip event. Oh, was and I was yes. like, oh my God, I see you all my camping trip though, right? Yeah, I came back that night, but mm-hmm. I was so tired. But no. I was like, oh, I should have just God. put on my, you know, cute outfit and gone. <laughs> next, <laughs> so next time in June. In June. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. Do your research, not too hard. Okay. And then take us away with tip number three. Okay. Tip number three is I think empowering. Tip number three is, I mean, I'm going to speak to you because you're a photographer. If you're reaching out to a planner wanting to work with them, ask them how you can help them. Okay. How you can help them in a scenario, whether it's, oh my goodness, I haven't had a new headshot in in two years because of COVID. (laughs) I really need a new headshot for this. Or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I have this venue tour with clients and I would really love it if I could get pictures of the ceremony site because I want to write a blog post about this venue and it would be really helpful to have photos. Like the power in asking something, in asking someone, excuse me, what you can do to help them is great. And we don't forget that as planners. I promise. Yeah, and it's so easy for photographers because we give so much value because we have a freaking camera. You have a camera and everyone loves to see something. You you give like almost an instant payoff too because people can see what you have to offer. And I think within that, there's so much power. And yes, it does take your time, which is valuable. It does take your resources, which is valuable. But if you are looking at how do I really create a long lasting relationship with somebody that I want to have a long lasting relationship with, there's a perfect way right there. Ask Mm -hmm. them how you can help them. Would you, um, can you, for our listeners, maybe give like to inspire people, give maybe one example of like how someone got on your vendor list, like maybe untraditionally or like a fun story. Sure. Um, Yeah. Um, A photographer that I love to work with, Aurelia de Amour, um, she and I, a couple of years ago started this kind of collaboration where we would go on venue tours together Mm. because I was going on venue tours anyway, you know, Mm -hmm. venues were calling me saying, Hey, you know, we, we just redid our ballroom or, Mm. you know, um, we'd love to put you on our vendor, you know, our preferred vendor list, please come in, see the property, whatever it was. And I thought to myself, man, I wish I could, um, make this into some kind of educational tutorial learning lesson, whether it's for, Uh, fellow vendors or clients, potential clients. And so I I approached her and I said, you know, would you be willing to ever come with me to venue tours? She automatically said yes. And it helps her because she gets to meet a venue manager. 
um, who already has a relationship with me. So they're right there is kind of setting her up to succeed. Yeah. Uh, she gets images of a place that hopefully she'd want to work and clients can see that she's worked there before or is familiar with it. And then um, her photos are in a blog post that I write. And of course I give her credit for them and it's linked back to her. And so it's kind of a win-win situation. Again, takes time, takes effort. Yeah. But I think collaboration is so powerful and there's not enough of it um, because at the end of the day, everybody wants to be thinking about their bottom line, which is important, but that's how you build relationships is that collaboration. Oh, I love that. I think a lot of our listeners, when they hear this uh, tip, they're going to actually be very surprised and not ever think of that. It's something people don't just naturally think of like venue tours as a photographer and also teaming up with a planner and all the amazing things you listed, but also, you know, you could put on the blog post, like you said, but the SEO, you have mm-hmm. that, those venues on your SEO, your Google ranking. Mm-hmm. And also you could pin it on Pinterest. Oh, you yeah. could do um, five cool things about this venue. Um, and the freaking awesome thing is that you don't even have to shoot a wedding there for someone to potentially hire you because you have mm-hmm. that upper hand of, you know, doing the vendor walkthrough or the the venue tour. Yeah. And yeah. And having the experience of you'd be amazed, like suddenly you put it out there and then it comes back to you of you're, you're showing that you're at this venue on your Instagram, on blog posts. And then suddenly like magic, you get an inquiry for that venue. It's not really oh. magic. It's all, yeah. you know, it's, it's the cog that's yeah. putting out there. So I, I would encourage vendors to think about how they could collaborate. And that goes for any field, you know? Yeah. I love that. And how do vendors maybe maintain a good relationship with you or a planner and stay on your list? Are there any tips? <laughs> um, are we talking about like a certain category or just all of them? Uh, maybe photographer. Okay, photographer. Um, well, uh, well, number one, I'll just say this out loud because I'm the person that like tells it like it is. Yeah. I, don't take, I don't take kickbacks. So again, if you're a vendor that's reaching out to me saying, hey, I'll give you 10%, I don't do that. I yeah, don't think me too. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's um, transparent. Clients don't like it. So don't do that. Number one, okay. uh-huh. don't do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm always so thankful for the photographers that maybe you're able to get me a sneak peek mm-hmm. in 48, you know, 24 hours. I had a photographer, Mike, Mike Via from um, Via Visuals last week, who literally, I wasn't even home from the wedding yet. And there was a sneak peek in my inbox. Wow. I hadn't even finished with the rental company at 2 a.m. And there was a sneak peek. And that's a crazy precedent to set. But things like that um, are really helpful because then for me as a planner, the Monday morning after a wedding, I'm posting a picture of that wedding, listing the vendor team, um, tagging everybody. Everybody then can share it. And it's kind of like that wildfire effect. And it keeps the momentum going. But I can only do that if a photographer is able to turn it out for me really quickly. And I don't forget that kind of stuff because I love it. Clients love it. It makes everybody look good. No, seriously. It's literally like the biggest bang for your buck. Like get those sneak peeks out right away. Like you said, it's hot. Like people will go crazy for it. And people there are looking for a wedding photographer. They're looking for their vendors, like their, uh, their DJ. It's kind of like, wow, this photographer got their photos back this quickly. Like, Boom, sign the contract. Exactly. Because, I mean, chances are if you're going to a wedding, you're in a date, you're in an age demographic with the clients that they also have people in that demographic who are also getting married. So essentially yes. sitting ducks like you're talking about. So so be the vendor that 
um, you know, under promise and, and over deliver. Yes. I love that. Okay. I'll recap real fast. Number one, it's not a plug in, plug and play, <laughs> plug and play. We like dogs. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Open about who you are, maybe be known for like, you know, the photographer that likes uh, to drink wine or the photographer <laughs> that has three dogs, like you rescue dogs, you know, kind of show who you are. So um, your vendors, your planners could kind of connect you with people that you would be a good fit with. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is, you know, do your research. We talked about not cold emailing and not like saying anything about them. It's super like kind of, um, we, we don't like when people, yeah, we don't like when people are just asking for things. Um, mm-hmm. And number three, um, be value, have a mutually beneficial relationship. Like us photographers or wedding pros, we could give value. Maybe they need headshots, branding photos, team photos, mm-hmm. like family photos, um, dog photos, the list mm-hmm. goes on. Um, do you have anything to add about um, vendor matchmaking or cultivating relationships with vendors? I would say it's, um, it's a reciprocal thing. And it's, uh, you know, don't forget that we're all trying to help each other. So if you if you're the photographer that gets a lot of leads from a planner, do think about how you can show them value. Again, that's not sending them a gift. That's not trying to offer them money. Mm -hmm. Like, how can you add a little bit of value with seeing the fact that you see that they're really they're putting in time to you? So how, how can you do that on the other end? Yeah, it's interesting the love languages people have because I this planner was kicking me back some um, some weddings, and I would give her like random gifts, like like a planner, you know, like something cute. Yes. And I heard from like her friend that she didn't want me to give her anything. Um, but on the other side, like I give this planner a lot of business, and every time she booked a wedding from me, she would give me like a cute little outfit for my daughters, and I just ate it up. Like she gave me these cute little like ruby red sparkly shoes for my daughter, and I was like obsessed. And it probably cost her like less than thirty dollars, and I was like, okay, totally different love languages. Yeah, so it's very interesting. Um, But yeah, I guess I guess just be open to it, but always offer value, whether it's like a little ruby shoes or maybe, you know, sneak peeks right away. So, <laughs> and, and ask, there's so oh. much power in saying, what can I do for you? And it is the question that's like never asked. I love that. Okay. So I love all these tips um, with cultivating relationships and I'm going to go into some rapid fire questions. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So what the heck does a wackadoo mean? Wackadoo, uh, wackadoo is a term that I have used, I don't know, since high school, that it is a colorful, creative, non-traditional person. Like typically wackadoos are those people that in a room you're just drawn to and you don't know why. Mm. Like you. (laughs) Thank you. I I take very much pride in that, in being a wackadoo. Oh, I love that. Where where does it come from? Like, I don't know. There's there's so many (laughs) phrases that I use that, you know, um, I literally... (laughs) It's so funny that you asked this specific question because I make up words all the time. And uh, I was on a call with my therapist, a Zoom call, as we all should have a therapist. I and I said the word rumpus, which uh-huh. is what I call my like my back end. My butt is my rumpus. Uh-huh. And she's literally like, Holly, I don't know what that means. I've never heard that word before. And I'm like, listen, I make up words all the time. You got to just get on the train and ride this ride. This is just how it goes. That's so funny. <laughs> That's, yeah. One of my clients are like, we should have like make a soundtrack of you because you just like say ridiculous things. I'm just like, woo! <laughs> yeah. Like just to get a reaction. Life is too short to be boring. 
Yes, I totally agree. Okay, tell us about your ivory soap trick method. Oh, you're so funny. I posted on Instagram the other day um, one of the things in my kit, like my kit of random things that I bring um, on wedding days, you know, for emergencies. There's normal things like tape and, you know, Ziploc bags and zip ties and all that kind of stuff. But I find that ivory soap is really helpful. A dry bar of ivory soap can get out a lot of different stains or lipstick marks. You don't get it wet, but like, let's say you get, uh, you have a bride that gets a little bit of um, lipstick on her sleeve before photos. You just rub some ivory soap on it and it doesn't remove it, but it really masks it really well, especially if you're just heading into photos. So cheap and, tr- and cheerful trick for anyone. To yeah, use. I honestly, you learn something new every day. I had no idea. <laughs> All should learn something new every day, for sure. That is awesome. Okay, so you mentioned your divorce earlier. Can you tell us about your your new love, your new love story? Because you said keep her positive. Yeah. <laughs> tell us about your new love story. Oh, my new love story. So I've been with an, a wonderful, incredible man for the last six years. We have an anniversary next month. Um, we Aww. met each other. We're both divorced from separate people. <laughs> Um, and we met, uh, he's a, an executive chef. So we have similar interests working, you know, in the hospitality industry. And I met him at an event where, uh, it was at anyone that's familiar with Los Angeles. It was at city club, Los Angeles in downtown LA. Uh It was an event for wedding planners. There were about 20 of us invited. It was a very exclusive, very lovely party. Um, and he had just started as the chef there and he just kept sending me food. And if anyone knows me personally, you know that is the, <laughs> my love language is, is a good meal and good conversation. And at the end of the night, he handed his business card to one of the servers who oh. then handed it to me. And me being the real cheeky, mouthy girl I am, uh-huh. I said to the server, you can tell the chef if he wants to talk to me, he can do it himself. Oh, dang. And, Holler. Uh, you know, I handed her back the card and later that night I had a text message on my phone from him. So he got my phone number from someone else at the event, obviously, and uh, apologizing, saying, um, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry if I offended you. And I said, you know, you will learn that if, if you want to take me out, um, you're going to have to ask me yourself. Ooh. <laughs> and that was how it started. I figured, you know what, either he likes me or he doesn't like me at this point. <laughs> and six years later, here we are having a wonderful time together in life. Oh, I love that. I had lunch with my friend Jeannie from Love Some Blossom and she was trying to explain that story to me, um, how he kept like giving you food or like, yeah, see, see people know this story, I guess. It's so sad. That's awesome. Okay. Since we talked so much about WIPA, can you tell us a little bit more about WIPA and how you can become a member? Sure. So uh, WIPA stands for the Wedding International Professionals Association. Um, And it's a nationwide, it's actually international now. We have a chapter in Ireland, as well as lots of different chapters over the United States. But I am um, the membership director for the SoCal chapter. Mm. And I think for uh, all wedding industry professionals, it's really important to have a community and a place where you can learn and grow. And WIPA is especially for those of us who've been in the industry a good chunk of years now and are always looking to elevate and grow and develop our businesses. So we have great education. Of course, we have great community. And there's no one under that understands other wedding creatives than other wedding creatives, right? So being able to get together and talk about certainly the things that have happened in the last two years, how we're bouncing mm. back, how we're changing our businesses. It is, uh, it's been the thing that has changed my business the most. So if you're mm. somebody that is out there listening right now going, 
oh my gosh, I spend hours and hours editing and never leave my house. I never see people mm. wondering why my business is, is at a standstill right now. It's because you're not getting yourself out there and mm. new people and growing and learning and developing. And it's an incredibly um, diverse and interesting group of wedding professionals from all over SoCal. And if you're interested in knowing more, I would love to chat with you about it. Oh, I love it. Why is inclusion so important to you? Inclusion is really important to me and to the world because when you're seen, uh, you feel better Mm -hmm. (laughs) just in general. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when we look at weddings, they are for everyone. And we're not necessarily seeing that in our wedding industry like we should. Mm -hmm. Clients should be able to find vendors that look like them, find weddings that look like they want their weddings to look. And you know, showcasing who we are as people, our differences is incredibly mm. important. Uh, and it just is something that is going to grow and grow, but we have to, to really push for it. And again, as a planner, I feel very lucky in that I have the ability to help get lots of different vendors out to, to clients. You know, we mm-hmm. are the biggest advocates for our clients. So, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm connecting them with vendors who are the best for them. Mm-hmm. based on who they are as people, their religion, their culture, their ethnicity. Um, you know, are they uh, an LGBTQ plus person that wants to employ other LGBTQ plus vendors because that's important to them. They want to feel good about where their money is going. There's a lot of power in, in diversity and just making everyone feel like not only are they welcome, but they belong. Wow. Great answer. That was mic drop. Um, <laughs> that was really good. Um, one more question and then you could take us away with like, how to find you on Insta and all that. But I wanted to ask you kind of a fun question, but it's going to be hard for you. But what was your favorite wedding? No, you can't do this. You can't. (laughs) That's not, there's there's like to say favorite is like saying you have a favorite child. It just doesn't. How about top? how, How about one that stands out or like kind of, makes you I mean all of them make you giddy but no, maybe I have I have favorite couples up. I have favorite couples for sure because I think Ooh. again it's about relationships and what I do is you know I'm with a couple for a year and because of COVID sometimes up to three years yeah you get, you get to know a lot about who they are as people and you have to be able to really like them and and I um I've been just so, so lucky to have couples that have become really close friends, like Mm. friends that we go out to dinner and we've been traveling together. And like we it's the relationship has just become so different based on the fact that we really care about each other. And it's important to me. So to have clients Uh. is fine, but to have clients that have a long term um, part of your life is it's just the best. Oh, that says a lot about you. I love it. So <laughs> tell everyone where to find you. And this is a great conversation. I'm, I'm obsessed. Oh, my goodness. If you would like to find out more about me or my business, anything but gray events, gray is spelled with an A, you're welcome to do so on Instagram, anything but gray events, on my website, www.anythingbutgrayevents.com. Um, certainly, you know, look at Wedding Wire, look uh, on the knots. You'll find me at WIPA events. Uh, head on into my inbox, Holly at anything but gray events. I'm not really hard to reach, I guess you can say. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Thank you, Holly. I love this conversation. It was so great to talk to you and to see you and to 
to know that I can listen to you and see you at the same time. It's just amazing. You are fabulous. Thank you for inviting me today. You're welcome.